Let's go! Who's up next? Welcome, Internet, to the Xbox Empire Podcast, part of the Play Some Video Games Network of Podcasts. We're <laughs> it's all new here. It's all new and shiny. We're broadcasting this ever so slightly differently. But we're excited to be here. We're excited to be here, y'all. That's it. That's it. That's all there is to it. If you're listening to this after the fact, whatever, nothing has changed for you. <laughs> Welcome to the audio version. It's all good. Party time. Right? Did we do yeah. it? We got new stuff, thanks to... uh Chris Johnson over the Player One podcast. So, cheers! Thank you very much, sir. There we go. This is really, really neat. It's a little, little wonky. We're gonna have to work out a little kinks here and there. But I think for the first go, that was pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Not Coach Hulk shabby. says, "I like you both." Ah, uh, I love Coach Hulk. Love. Hearts. There it is. See, Hearts. I like you both. See? There you go. Not just me either, Donnie. He likes you too. <laughs> Most people are like, I don't know about Donnie. Elaine's pretty good though. But I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> cool stuff. Woo. Woo. Dude, video games, right? They're happening. They're still happening. They continue to happen. They never stop happening. Are you playing any video games? Have you you never stopped playing video games? Yeah, I mean, um not as many as I thought I would have last week, to be honest with you. I've been um I've been doing like a lot of stuff um, at home. I've been organizing and cleaning. I've been, uh, I basically like spring cleaned my entire like bedroom. I pulled everything out of my bedroom, everything. Cause my wife is an animal. I pulled it all out. <laughs> I steam cleaned the carpets. I'm talking everything. I want you all to know, I got a picture from Donnie, like a private <laughs> message. And it's just a bucket sitting in the middle of a carpet. <laughs> At, with no context except I'm exhausted. And I was like, this could mean so many <laughs> things. Luckily, I'd had this conversation with you in advance, and I know you were steam cleaning your carpets while your kids were not home. That's correct. Who so I pulled that? everything out, her entire closet, everything, the bed, <laughs> all of it pulled out. And then um, steam cleaned the carpets, everything, wiped down the walls, did the baseboards, put it all back one at a time. So I have this beautiful room. How nice is it when you wake up in like a nice, clean room? Yes. Is this so relaxing? I need that. I can't Ugh. work or sleep if I'm in a messy space. So, like, if I stay over at a friend's place on a couch, which, you know, in the before times I've done before, and they have, like, they're just clutter people, which is, like, I'm no judgment at all. You live how you want to live. But I can't sleep when there's stuff everywhere, and I just want to get up and clean it. I'm just like, oh, God, I'm Monica from Friends. I've become Monica from Friends. <laughs> That's me. I can't. I can't. I'm, I I'm, I'm cannot be productive. While I see that there's work to be done. So I did that. And then uh, what I did is I celebrated when the kids came home. Uh, for whatever reason, my son Jack wanted to play rock band. Hell yeah, man. Rock band is my daughter and I's game. Oh, he's never played with us, really. He's he's always shy to sing. Um, he will not, for the life of him, learn the guitar. He plays okay. it for like 10 seconds. He goes, this is hard. And he stops. And I'm like, it Just is hard. Keep, keep trying. You'll You'll get yeah. it. But he wants me to buy him the drum kit. And I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> I am not buying you the drum kit until you master the guitar. But for whatever reason, he came home and he was like, Dad, you haven't played. I think it was those. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw them. I found a bunch of old videos 
Yeah. Like in my email, when I was cleaning yeah. out my email of me and Victoria playing rock band or just dance or something, because we've done this for a long time. And I think I was laughing at those and watching him. He was like, he wanted to get in on the fun. Sure. Sure. So yeah, he's, he, he's your younger one, right? He's not. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's your older. Okay. Yep. So yep. she hasn't played rock band with me in like four years, four or five years. So I still have it all. I still have my guitar and I have yeah, and I, every, <laughs> I remember when they, they came out with rock band four and I was like, I hate this DLC model. They need to do what guitar heroes do and it needs to be streaming. This is ridiculous. And fast forward seven years and I love this model. And every time I boot up the game, I buy a new CD. I buy a new 10, 12 Dude, songs. Oh. I pump in another 10, $15. And I keep playing new stuff. I've got yeah. so much music on this platform. Yeah. Thankful for backwards compatibility. The upgrade to Xbox was smooth as could be. Just popping yep. the disc, keep playing. And uh, yeah, so we, uh, I drank rum. Okay. And me and him and my wife had a time as a trio doing Fleetwood Mac. And we we started the, the campaign and we let him pick out his own tracks. And so I, I did that. And then uh, over the weekend, I booted up Far Cry 4. So this is now... FPS boosted. FPS boosted. Okay. And shiny. You get a little you get a little logo in the corner. Oh, you, they got a logo for that. Yeah, oh. when you put the when you press the Xbox button on the controller and it pops up your overlay, mm-hmm. it'll let you know FPS boost up there in the corner. Little check little checkbox. They can't tell me what's in quick resume, but they can let me know what's <laughs> boosted. Damn. I'm excited to talk to you about this game. Okay. Cuz my road to Far Cry is very different than most people. My first Far Cry was Far Cry 5, which uh, Kevin bought for me. I've never done Far Cry. I think I played like Far Cry 2 like a long time ago or something. A very like different video game. And, you know, for years I was just like, Far Cry is not for me. Kevin, I owe all of the credit to this because for years he was like, you need to play Far Cry. He's like, this is a Donnie-ass video game. It is a video game-ass video game. And I played... Far Cry 5, and I absolutely love that game. One of my top five games of the last generations, Far Cry 5. I love it. I love everything about it. I love the world. I love the setting. I love the people that I'm shooting. I love the villains. I love the story. I like yeah. Boomer. I mean, I like it all. Like, there's Boomer's nothing. Best. You're not going to find anything that I don't like about it. Okay. All right. So I, I play it. I love it. I've played it twice at this point. And plus, the spinoff, whatever new DLC dawn. thing, new dawn, whatever. Yes. It was good. And I did not like new dawn as much as five, but still like new dawn. Like I still liked it. Yeah. Right. So I like it so much. I go, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back and I'm going to play these far cries that I missed. I'm going to play far cry four. I'm going to play primal. I've played far cry four twice at this point, three times. If you include this week, actually, <laughs> I just don't like it near as much as five. Now here's, here's my dilemma though. It's not the formula. The right. modern Far Cry formula I love. Go unlock right. the tower, uncover the bases, go kill all the bad guys. All the same. Hunt some animals. It's all the it's same. super fun. The, right. the format I like. The game design in 4 and Primal um, and the mechanics to which you go about your business, the crafting, the unlocking, um, your contracts are higher. They are not nearly as smooth or... Um, intuitive to me as a Far Cry 5 player, like it feels cumbersome. And I'm always okay. like, every time I'm jumping in and out of these menus, these unlocks, like I'm not liking oh. it nearly as much as I did. Okay, fair. It's fair. bothersome. I, um, it's funny you should say that because I struggled with 5. 
from really? four. Because I was so used to this is really a muscle memory thing for games that and I think three and four were very similar. I think that's why it's interesting. And yeah, I think this is a scenario under which hold on, I'm gonna sneeze. It's gonna happen. <coughs> I apologize. Uh this is a scenario in which maybe the first one that you interact with you latch onto just because of those menu mechanics and its flow. Cause the the actual moment to moment action in all three of these games, primal is an exception and we can discuss that in a minute, but three, mm-hmm. four and five, the moment to moment functionality of this video games are the same. You're doing the same thing in slightly different worlds with slightly different villains, right? Sure. Yeah. But how you interact with the menus did change across those games. And I wonder if it's just, you're finding it clunky because you're, you got used Cause to, I'm used to this other thing. Yeah, because I, I feel like everything yeah. is more streamlined in five. I remember clicking through radio wheels faster, swapping in and out faster. That's fair. Um, I don't like talking to the characters in four nearly as much as five. Oh. In five, they feel more developed. Uh, I know everybody loves Pagan Men. Yep, I like him. He's my favorite villain. I don't understand why. Like I, uh, so here's here's what I did: Far Cry Four on mm-hmm. Saturday. I played all day. So okay. here I am throwing stones at a game that I played all day long. Sure, so, no, I don't. Right. I like Far Cry. Like I, I yeah. really like the, the the thing. I played Far Cry Four longer than I've ever played it before. I am through Act Two. I have no idea how far that is, but I that's about that. six hours of gameplay, I think. And I don't understand what it is about the villain. Like, have I just not got to it yet? Because it's like I, I mean, I had the intro scene with him, and he calls me sometimes. But this is not like a Joseph Seed esque character. Joseph Seed and the Seed family—they're like a wrestling character like yeah, these so people are over the top and that's insane what it is for and me maniacal and i yes. love all of that and i feel like all of that's missing from four it, he gets more interesting um i think that his uh crazy is stretched across the game a little bit a little bit at a time in a way okay. that I, I think far cry 5 really lays it on very thick and for me it was and early thick. yes and early and for me it was like too much only because they they sliced their villains up into so many more characters and you just got so much of it in your face constantly. And I'm like, shut up. I know you're oh, crazy. Man. See, I, yeah. I know you're crazy and just I'm coming different. I just love it. It's, I just love it, was, it. For me, it was like, okay, I get it. You're <laughs> like the, the TV broadcasts, um, the New Eden, the, um, the cult uprising, how the characters were behaving in that world, mm-hmm. to me, was so much more alive and real than what I'm seeing with like the Golden Path. Like it just, Far Cry 4 feels more like Xbox 360 kind of game, and, sure. and it is. It's older. It like, is, you know. And I'm not, I'm not necessarily holding that against it. It's just like I feel like we've come a long way. Like there's a giant divide between these two. I think that's fair, but I also think it's a matter of like, I think the reason I prefer four is it does feel more of like that solo, lonely kind of quiet experience. Like it's still Far Cry, mm, and it's still goofy, I can agree with that. But I like being alone in that world and not constantly having that influx of like almost propaganda. Like what five does, sure. it does meet its goal really effectively. Right. But for me, like you almost get a Metroid prime vibe out of That's a good way of world. putting it. That's a really and, good way of putting it. And you're it. in the mountains and it's quiet and you're alone and you have a couple allies, but you're not. Because yeah, four chatter. feels more significant, like on hunting. It's almost like a hunting yes. simulator that, that you're kind of doing with like the story and these people. Whereas, yep five the hunting isn't nearly as important like you can do it you can go kill bears and cougars if you want you don't really have to no and they don't make a compelling real reason for you to because they got so much human element into it and three three was much more of a solo experience too three had Mm -hmm. a really great villain too um but 
three, you're in the jungle and you're kind of solo. Five, you're in a civilization and it feels dense. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying I preferred that like solo hiking through the mountain vibe to the constant propaganda influx of five. And I love five. Don't get me wrong. Played the hell out of it. So much fun. That's a really good way of putting it. And that just makes me wonder like, I wonder how I'm going to feel about six because at this point, Hmm. it's probably one of my most anticipated games this year. Solely based off of five. And I I don't know if I should be like trepidatious or excited like should i be hesitant <laughs> it's hard getting to say into. We, we've seen so little but it's it, it i want it to throw back to the jungle mountains vibe so but you might find it spar- feeling sparser because of that so i'm curious to see what and they I, do i'm okay if they do but like when i saw the trailer like i really want like cartel sure sure like crime wars like turf wars like battling for the city like i want to pit people against each other i want to do like espionage and influence i want to do all that like sure. when i was watching i was like all right it's far cry meets scarface and this is gonna sure. be nuts I, if it's like a jungle and you're fighting jaguars and stuff i'm probably gonna be a little let down i think you're probably gonna get more of what you're looking for than i will like you know what i mean and i think the series yeah. has evolved it has evolved through the steps of like constantly I think a lot of it's technology. They can do more density now. They can do more human interaction and world interaction. They don't have to stick you in the quiet place just to make the tech work. Yeah. Um, and I would, lo- I mean, I have no problem with that. I just, I have a very fond attachment to four because of that solo mountain survival vibe that I really, were really you like. attached to these people? Like the golden path. I don't remember the names, like the golden path, like the girl and, the uh, sister, brother or the other guy yeah the sister i got very attached to over the course of the story personally i don't know what it was about her story and they do make you make some choices and there are some things that happen and it's i did been a two long of time. those so far yeah. but that was going to be like my i think my biggest feedback is like i'm playing it really don't i really don't care like when i got the first care. decision i was like i don't who pick one like yeah. you know like i wasn't really invested in it whereas far cry's fives like i was invested and the the woman that you help like at the church, right? When she's I taking on that. everybody, like you do that. Yep. Very memorable things. And uh Herc and his airplane and his wife and his kid. And you read all the letters. And I also feel like I'm I'm missing they do have like caverns, but like I'm missing those bunkers, like the bunker okay. puzzles. There I is, love there is that those. was new. That was new okay. and I really liked those a lot. And I do agree. Well, there was some stuff in four that was hidden and findable. Yeah, like there. you get like a like I got so far I think the closest things is like you'll find like a totem that you'll yeah. need to get to and you have to figure out how yeah. to get to it. Or you'll find like a, a fox den or a wolf den and you blow it up, but it's not yeah. the same. It's no, not even close to the same. They went harder on the puzzle aspect in five than they did in three or I four. hope that stays big time. That stuff is good. Um I really liked that stuff. I thought that always felt unique and I love stuff like that. Because with five, man, I wish you were here during it. I would have loved to have just gone on and on and on with somebody that really liked five. Uh, I love five. I really do. New Dawn, I'm kind of lukewarm on because I think I was just like that one went a little further into the the rage weird place for me where I was like, oh, you've gone too far. Um, But five, I loved five. And I know some people who were very down on five because they were like, the cult thing's a little close to home right now. And I'm like, I get that. I get that, but it's also I like it even satisfying. better for that. that yeah, was it's very satisfying. As hell. <laughs> oh hell yeah! It's like murdering Nazis. It feels good, you know. Yeah, no, I, that, I, I, that's probably my favorite part about it. I loved that. Oh hell yeah! That character, that whole you know cult takeover thing. Like, and and oh. and I've said this on other podcasts, and I apologize for a long time PSVG listeners, but at the time, 
Like I was watching like it's called like Wild Wild Country on Netflix and Oh like, god, you went all in. Yeah, so I was like you, yeah. all into this stuff and I was like this game is dope and yeah, and and I agree with you. Uh I w- I would just get lost in that game. I played Far sure. Cry 5 for 10, 12, 15 hour chunks. I I'd wake up in the morning and start playing and everybody be asleep by the time I quit. <laughs> like I didn't even realize time would just go by because yeah. I would go hunt a bear and then I go take out a base and I go fishing and I go find five of these. Pu- I would just keep getting lost. I'd find, I'd, I'd be going somewhere. I'd see 10 other things to do. And all of a sudden four hours have gone by, you know, I had that exact experience with four. It was just more of a, like less of a dense world and more of a solo, like, you know, quiet experience. But also there was just a little less silliness in four. Four took itself ever so slightly more seriously. And for me, that just was a vibe I wanted, that's, you know, yeah, that's but I true. love, and I liked three a lot too. And I know that people have their issues with the ending of three. But I love. I went three. back to three. That was one I played, and I played Primal, and I went back to three, and I was digging three for about three good. seven hours. Yeah, and it lost my safe, and I was like, "Well, oh, I'm not redoing all that again." That three has <laughs> the best crazy villain of the whole thing to me. Three's Ooh. villain, the acting on that villain was exceptional. He did such a good job. I love um, all those in five, like all those vignettes. Yeah, and you have like the pastor talking to you, or the bartender, and then you hawk over to John Seed, who's about to mm-hmm. like kill your partner on tv and stuff like all of it like that taunting you constantly yes faith and everybody like i was yes. all like i so badly that was my biggest issue with with new eden or whatever it's called new dawn uh, the spinoff new dawn thank you yeah um i like new dawn it's probably my second favorite of the bunches i've played my problem with new dawn is i feel like it completely i don't sp- <laughs> Can it's you spoil been out New from, Dawn? He, but I just, <laughs> Are going to be like, mad if I talk about it? Probably. Dawn? Look, I didn't like the villains in New Dawn. I thought that they were boring. I just hated what they did to the Seed family. Yeah, that sucked too. They just like, kind of was, nerfed them. Yeah. And I was like, what? My, <laughs> my biggest complaint with Five is actually how they handled those abduction sections that they put you through. Mm. Um, I didn't like those sections and they forced them on you at certain yeah. parts of the game and four, four and three never did that to you. Like so blatantly, like game breakingly, like you have no agency in this, um, which I, I prefer. Just let me play in the world and tell me the story organically. Don't force me into this vignette over and over again. Sure. By the time I like this happened the second or third time, I was like, Oh God, I miss the again? stories. One of my favorite things is like walking around in five and you come across a house and it's abandoned and, you pick up a, a note and it's like, hey, you know, me and my kids, we had to abandon. We couldn't do this anymore. There's 200 bucks and a gun in the safe. It's you can wild. find the safe passcode upstairs and stuff. Like, it's my favorite stuff about, like, The Last of yeah. Us. It's like a oh, weird, I don't know how to describe that mechanic, but it is something that when it's in games, I get really, really into. Because I like picking up all the things, reading all the things. It's yeah. almost like this uncovering a mystery, but not like a puzzle mystery, you know. Yeah, not I mean, like an uncharted way, but like narratively. It's like environmental storytelling telling taken to one extra degree further. Because it's not just giving you a picture and letting you piece it together. It's adding a little bit of narrative on top of the image. Do you know what I mean? And you so get rewarded not, for it. Yeah, and you, you feel, feel like you, you feel stuck. like you got a bonus. Like you don't have to do it, but right. you're like, yeah, but they didn't do it and they don't have this sweet jacket that I got. <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. Stupid beanie I got from helping this. <laughs> but the wit the Witcher does this very effectively too, where you don't Ooh. have to do the side story about the lady with the pan. But if you do it, there's there's world building that happens for you, you know? Just jogged my mind. You said Witcher. Which Maybe I should give that game another try. I played it and I I did play it a bit. 
and I just couldn't get into not not like the game or the mechanics or anything. That's great. That's my jam. The Witcher, like the fantasy, like the 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 story, like the like what it's doing, like it's fantasy type thing, just wasn't really my cup of tea. It's kind of tough because The Witcher Three, especially, is cashing in on like the nice thing about the Far Cry games to kind of tie this into the current conversation is they're compartmentalized games. They're, they exist in a world that they drop you into and explain to you, right? Yeah. But The Witcher drops you into a world that's built upon, built from a series of books, yeah. and two other games, and they they expect you to know or figure out by yourself actually quite a lot. Um, and there's a lot of reading to figure that stuff out. It, it that was kind of my thing is I, I kind of felt like I didn't know what I was doing or going or like, I was like, I, I was kept just going to the waypoint and then, all right, yes. we slayed this dragon. I don't know what else to do. Right. Like, who yeah, are you? Why should I care? Why you do know? I care? It's the mass effect problem actually of, cause I, and I love mass effect before people start sending me nasty grams. When you start that first game, it throws so much stuff into the codec at you about the world and the people and the, the civilizations. And it's a lot, man. And if you're not there for that in that moment, you're just like, whoa, <laughs> it's too much. The Witcher has this problem, too. And you have to really care to dig through and find the answers. And if you're not in the mood to do that and you want the game to tell you, I totally understand that. Because it doesn't do you, the greatest job of onboarding. It you never may have will. just taught me a thing about myself because I never got into Mass Effect either. And it's probably I, because of that reason. <laughs> I strongly think that if there's some people who need the world to onboard them better or want that. And I'm not, that's not a bad thing. And there are some people who just don't, don't care. Effort. Right. You don't want to put the Seems effort. Like that's a lot of work. I have to be in, I'll be straight. I have to be in the mood. Like I, if I go into a game in a mood and it's trying to make me onboard myself by digging through codex and, and I'm not in the right place, I'm going to be like, I'm done with this game. No. Yeah. That's yeah. You know, and there are some games where I'm like, for some reason I'm compelled and the Witcher was compelling. And also like grovelly, like, guy who nobody likes and is doing adventures yeah okay i identify a little bit <laughs> you know like yeah if i could live any life i'd live that life <laughs> so you know sure i'm glad you at least tried far cry 4 again i would implore you to go a little further a little i might further. there are things that i want to play that are already coming that are coming out now that i'm getting so it's probably gonna go on the shelf i will say the fps boost noticeable Ready? okay noticeable felt okay. very smooth felt like i was playing a smooth game now the resolution It'd be nice yeah. if we could figure out a way to do that because You're it leaves a lot to a be lot. desired. You're asking for a lot to go that far back. Um, and I realize the hypocrisy in saying that as somebody who also plays a Switch, but like when you when you when you play the things that you do on Series X and then you pull up something like that, yes. like there was moments I was like, "Are this something? My glass is dirty." No, <laughs> you, know, you keep old. seeing things. Yeah. It's also, just a the old. Switch. The switch has the benefit of you being able to pop the thing out of the dock and like tell your brain it's just a small screen. Don't worry and about it. You know, granted, I don't play things like that on Switch. Right. And not when Switch gets things like that, I routinely trash them for not looking good. And then <laughs> which, buy them on the other console where they which our better. Shaq fans hate about me. <laughs> they come so mean. How dare you? <laughs> I was I the Witcher's on sale on Switch. It's like half it actually, off. Actually, it's okay. And I was like, you know. I might just want to throw them 20 bucks just to see it, just to see what it's like. And then I, I, what I did is I typed in Witcher screenshot and I took a screenshot of somebody for, and I was like, nope. It's, it's, you <laughs> have mind. to. So the, uh, the one good thing I will say about that version is it does sync to Steam. 
for progress. So if yes, you, Garrett loves. I that do about like it. I do like that feature, but yeah, don't play The Witcher on Switch unless you have yeah. no. Other and I game. have it. I have all of the whatever collection or whatever, and I just don't. I'm not going to play. If I'm not going to play on Xbox, why would I play it there? Just no. wait on Xbox because it's supposed to get a patch, and then you. Have I was playing this while I wait on my copy of Persona Strikers to arrive. Like that's. I'm going so like, to let's get copy. everything out of the way. I'm pick my so copy I can up play tomorrow. Persona Strikers. Yeah. What I did, speaking of boosts, is I actually, yes, kids, I'm going to talk about a PlayStation game. Hold on to your butt. I actually <sighs> booted up. I know. <sighs> I must. How dare I? I'm only supposed Exposed. to like Xbox games. <laughs> Exposed. Spends too much money on video game nonsense. Um, I actually booted up God of War, the 2018 yeah. God of War. I'm a PS5 because it's got it's a 4K a f- 60 mode. God, it's a freaking Holy. sweet game, isn't it? Holy balls, does it look incredible. Like I and I've played it. I've screened it. I'm gonna have to replay that one. You should. It's amazing. It's so smooth, so buttery smooth. It's like just like putting a stick of butter outside on a summer day. Just it's I love that game. It's great. And still great. Boy. I feel like that's a game that in my head has gotten better with age. I've never played it twice. I've only played it the one time. But the further and further away from it. Yes. I feel like if you'd asked me in 20, I don't know what year it came out, 2016? 18. It was 18. 18? Wow, it was <laughs> that current. Wow, Phil, right. so much longer ago. Uh, if it, if you had asked me in 2018, I'd have been like, that's the top, top 10 PlayStation game. And then like 2019, I'd have been like, that's and top five PlayStation game. I mean, last year, like, that's a top three PlayStation game. It's a top game. three PlayStation game. It's, <laughs> you asked well, me now, I, it's like, it might be the best game on PlayStation 4. It's, it's really, that- really good. I tell myself that narrative too, and I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm screwing myself over because I read Norse mythology. I played Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I was in a mood. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like I was yeah. in a mood. Um, so I was like, let me the heart wants with the heart wants. The lot. heart wanted more Viking nonsense at 4K 60. So I axes. was like, fine, yeah, the heart wants axes. <laughs> so I booted it up, and I was like, I'm going to be let down. I'm going to have a better memory of this experience. That's what's going to happen, and it is not happening. I am having a better memory now than I did when I originally played it. It is very rare for me when I replay a game that it holds up. It makes me feel the same things. It makes me like excited to play it all over again. Mm-hmm. Dude, boy, I'm so excited. Yeah. It's so good. So, you know, I like I'm the happy. ending of that game. The whole game. There's Superb. moments. There's moments where you pull that boat out into some of those openings and you're like, holy crap. Maybe one of my favorite endings, like of a narrative game. I remember that's one of the things I remembered, like when when that game ended and like it's big reveal happens, I was like, what does this mean for the future? (laughs) That's funny. I had a very similar experience, but with completely different background emotions with The Last of Us. Where mm-hmm. I had, and but because the background emotions in The Last of Us were like betrayal and anger, and like, mm-hmm. and in God of War, it was just like this awe of something big and huge and crazy and cool. But that same feeling of, oh, what? I love that. I never get caught off guard playing a game yeah. like that. You know, I'm that always just me. like, I see it coming. I think that's <laughs> you know? why I feel like my appreciation grows because I keep playing more and more games that just aren't they, that. They don't, I always say it like, there are very few games that have the Olympic moment of sticking mm-hmm. the landing on a busted angle. Okay. So we all watch that moment and video games just never hit that moment. That's a once in a lifetime moment. They never hit that moment. They always bounce twice and tuck and roll at the end and kind of save it. Sort of. Yeah. When a game sticks the landing with a busted ankle on the biggest just, stage in the world. I think so many wow. endings in video game scripts are cliche Bad. or set up, or you just see them coming from a long way yeah. away. They're just kind of, 
they are the ending, like the ending that you've been preparing for for 20 hours. God of War's ending, I didn't see coming. Neither did I. The and last and of us, when I it all happened, it and actually Horizons is actually, so <laughs> we're turning into PSXP over here. Oh, well, whatever. We do what we want here. Uh, <laughs> I don't like Horizon nearly as much as most people. I Fair. like it a lot. I'm definitely going to play the sequel. I think it's good. I just don't think it's amazing. I don't think it's like grand. I, you know, I don't start lauding this entire sure. praise on it. With the exception that I was all hook, line, and in on Horizon at the very end. It was almost yes. like I played yes. the entire game going, I don't see what everybody's about. And then the end happened, and I was like, I'm ready for another one right now. Let's keep going. There was going. a story twist moment in that game. And like I said, it's, it's very rare. Like there, The reveals in Halo 2, some of the, the moments in Halo 2 had that effect, right? I mean, we are still an Xbox podcast. I'll pretend. Yeah. Uh, but like it's... The problem is the reason that you remember those moments in video games and in movies is because they don't happen often. They're yeah, so they're infrequent special. that you that you they sticks in your head and you're like, oh my god, I remember how I felt. Like yeah. life is strange. I remember how I felt yeah. at the ending of that game. Yeah, I remember how I felt and how like gut wrenching it felt. Unlike it's like Breath you know, of the Wild, which I absolutely yep. love to death. Ending sucked. The ending sucked, but but it's so hard as a video game player it's to remember. So the bad. It was, it's an awful ending. I've watched my daughter do it like four times. I, I hate it. But Ugh. I remember the experience of that game, and that was good. But like yeah. I said, like I could tuck that game away, and it wouldn't make the list of like the top twenty like oh crap moments of yeah. my game. And those, if are anything, all, the like, oh crap moments of that game come very early. Oh yeah, the first ten hours when you're figuring everything out, and you're like, holy crap, did you see this? And then by the time you're in, you know, so yeah, I think. That's the kind of game that, that you get those little like fan person moments as you go through. It's a yeah. different experience than the, the, oh my God, this ending. I will never forget this ending. The, the Gears of War 3 ending, I really liked. Yeah. I really liked the one, one five. You know, like the, I, the Gears 4 reveal I saw that coming. Was, yes, me too. 100%. But it was done very, very well. I agree. I very much appreciated that cutscene. I, I, and the, the, the cutscene at the end of 3 sticks with me. Yeah, like yeah, Marcus's definitely. arc closing. Three is still my that. favorite. It's just there's a moment favorite with gears. him and Anya in that moment Remake that I just campaign. let's yeah, do it. Do it let's now. do it, Xbox. Let's do it right now. I want a definitive edition. I mean, they already did one. I mean, that, so that was. We're going to talk about it in the Let's news. talk about it right now. Let's talk about gears right now because here's what happened. Okay. They they released. They tweeted an image, right? And it was the they hand did. holding the cog tags, which was the cover of Gears of War Two. So people lost their full mind. It's Call happening. No, it's not. Uh, it was just an announcement for what they're calling Operation 6, more Gears of War right. 5 content. It, it, but I did have a moment where I was like, I would like a Gears of War 2 remaster, please. The Phoenix Collection, by all accounts, has been a fan made up thing that they want. That yes. I really want Xbox to do. I just don't know how they'll do it. I don't, I don't know how you re-release those games now. With their mechanics still being the wonky kind of like you would have to remake those games into the engine that you used in four and five. And I just don't see them doing all that work. I just it's too much work and they don't they won't cash in enough on it. So which is too bad because I would totally play one, two and three again. Oh, God, those games are so good. They're so good. I, I so they already remastered one. Right. Which if yes. you go back and play it now. Kind of still needs a remaster. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it very oh, much yeah. is like 
the backwards compatible version of a remaster. It, it like looks better, but it doesn't play better. It's still and it's not play- like it's even in the looks department. It's not four. Right. It's not five. Right. It's not remastered. It's not new. And I'm not even just saying from Xbox Series X. I'm talking on Xbox One X. Like it still yeah. showed its age. Agree. It was more like the free masters that we get with backwards compatibility. It was mm-hmm. more like, you know, it's up res, it runs better, but it still kind of looks the same. Um, and it was 60, which I did appreciate. Like, I don't, I'm not throwing bones at their work was good, but it's not, again, it's not what it could have been. And the only way that you do a Phoenix collection is like Halo and you have I, to make it as good as you possibly can make it. It's got to be the greatest version of all yes. three of those games. And we saw how that went for Halo. And how long it took them from what they promised until when they got there. That's true. They, they were, it was boned. And I and don't want, want to see that We happen. want Gear 6. We want the Coalition. I want the Coalition to do something else, too. Me, too. So yes, I don't see a... Unless you give it to somebody for them to do it, and then I then I worry. Like, can you I think I'm okay with letting it? 1, 2, and 3 be what they were for me and having the memories of those moments and not having to replay them, I would rather march forward in, in the tech that we have now personally. I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I, I love I would be very, three. very excited for a trilogy remaster, like a remade trilogy that were done the right way. Sure. <sighs> I'd I give you a hundred dollars for that game. I just don't see them doing it. No, you wouldn't. I don't it would go to game pass. What are you talking about? I would. Oh, I that's I'm buying collectors, a version of that. game. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 <laughs> that's happening. I'm buying that game. Okay, that's fair. Okay, no, okay. I see, I see you. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, let's loop back around in this news. So they announced Operation 6 for Gears 5 after yeah. riling the internet all up. Um. It's going to shorten the Such a seasons, poor move I on guess. that tease. Boy, that was a bad idea. Um, <laughs> that blew up in their face. <laughs> come on, who, who clicked go on that? Y'all, you knew what the internet was going to do. Oh, man, like, yeah. Holy butts. You it's know bad when the journalists are like trying to calm everybody down. You know, I journalists saw that are like, guys, stop, please stop. Yeah. Look, it, they're dropping a bunch of new content. They're giving three new characters and a new map. They're giving you Hoffman, which is cool. Uh, you get Queen Reyna and you get a Locust Zealot. Look, I don't play this stuff. I don't care. Um, but more content. Is, do you have to pay for these? No, I think, I think they have a, I think they have a pass. I don't know. I don't multiplayer. I never have. So I don't, I don't know. I play it. Horde, and only when three people are, or only when two people are like, "Hey, do you want to play Horde?" I don't like play it on my own. No, you don't. I just play when other people stuff. want to play. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Only multiplayer I, I do. I'll I suck at video games, people. That's the answer. I'm just not not good enough. That's okay, Donnie. I still love you. I'm bad Gears at video games too. Yes, Gears is hard, and <laughs> Gears is hard to be good at. <laughs> Horde first hit with three, right? That was first yeah. Horde. Part. And I remember being up all night trying to get through yes. like 50 waves of board with people. Some and of my sweating, favorite moments. Just sweating. Like just actually sweating on the last one and just like, don't die. Don't die. <laughs> it was a lot. That was great. Very good moments. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about other good moments. Let's talk about BlizzCon. And I say this because uh, I'm excited about some of the stuff that they announced here. They showed a Diablo 4 trailer. Let's get that out of the way. They showed the Rogue class. It's not coming out this year. Uh, color me not at all surprised like Were you, i was gonna ask you because i kind of thought diablo 4 was coming this year i don't think they showed enough of it for me to be sold on the fact that it would come out this year even like over the last 12 months i was like with covid and everything i just don't see this happening mm-hmm. right yeah makes sense um i think we would have heard more about it by now and we would have seen more of it gameplay yeah more. 
They also launched like or announced or launched their Blizzard Arcade collection. So Lost Vikings, Rock and Roll Racing, Blackthorn. That's rad. Is it? I don't know what those are. So I've never played them. I know what they are. <clears throat> okay. I've never played them. I mean, look. You got to like have grown up on PC to yes. know those, right? I think so. Yep. Were they Super Nintendo games or Genesis <sighs> games or anything You're like that? You're asking me questions that I don't have. I'm not sure. Okay. I, I know what the games are and I've seen them before, but I've never touched them. I got gotcha. you. Um, I thought it was a surprising announcement because I'm like, who the hell is this for? It was. Like, it was definitely. I mean, everybody's kind of dragging out their old ROMs. Capcom's doing it with the Switch. Yeah. yeah, why not? More yeah. importantly, uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected was announced, which is an HD remaster. Dev says. Dev says NES, and that makes sense. Um, but I was excited about this because Diablo 2 is one of my, arguably one of my favorite PC games of all time. So I stand to be deeply disappointed based on what happened to Warcraft 3. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Um, Diablo 2 is the game I played in college over the LAN for hundreds of hours over and over again. So they're HD remastering it. It's coming out this year. There's going to be cross progression between console and PC and it's coming to like everything, right? Switch. Everything. And consoles, PC. I'm torn. I'm torn on whether to get it on Switch where I'll probably play it more or on Xbox because I want to see it in all that 4K glory. I'm going to end up buying both versions of this. Diablo looks great on Switch, but it didn't look doesn't look good like amazing <laughs> you know like it's yeah. fine on switch it's a it's a very good port of a console game to switch yes and that is yes. to be commended but yes. it's not the same it's not the same it, i agree and like diablo 2 though i wonder and i looked i looked at some of it so it's all four acts plus the the dlc lord of destruction stuff yep. um and then there there's going to be some new content like that stuff was in the expansion though. So I don't know if they're actually adding anything new to this video game. A part of it, like because the remaster part of it just looks a lot like Diablo four from what I could gather. Now I'm not a Diablo player. So maybe I'm just speaking out of my you know butt on this. But when I was watching them play with the new remaster graphics, I was like, yeah, it looks a lot like the game I just played or three. Yeah. Three. You mean? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. Three. I mean, three, Except the one that I just came out. It's not going to feel like three. Like it's a shiny coat of paint on the Diablo two mechanics. I don't see them going right. back to rework the mechanics. There was a part of me that was like, maybe I'll just play with the old graphics. <laughs> it's just different, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm curious to see how they adapt it to console. I'm curious to see if they make use of the control scheme that they so successfully ported into like Diablo three plays amazing on console because mm. of the control scheme that they worked out with that controller. It's so good. Devs start nonsense in my chat. <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> I, I, I think uh, so. Diablo 2 came out when I was in middle school, and I had a friend who had a computer. I didn't have a computer, so I had to walk <laughs> two streets over at the, at the trailer okay. park and I go to in my friend's day. house. And he showed me Diablo 2. And yeah. I got hooked on it for about six hours playing at his house. But that's all I ever played of it. It's just like that that one weekend where I had a friend that had Diablo 2 because I never had a PC. So I've never beaten Diablo 2. This oh, would be God. a first for me. So I, I'm kind of excited. Um, I really like Diablo 3. I thought it was over the moon. I love The Diablo, Diablo thing, though, which should come to no surprise to anybody that listens to the games that I play, is just the formula just really isn't like just keep going and 
just mm-hmm. getting more stuff and keep upgrading, just do it again, do it again. And yeah. people are like, you just roll a new character and a new character. Yep. I'm like, what? Why yep. do you keep doing this? Just play the good. game. Just see the end. You just, yeah, I don't get that. That good. I don't good. feel that goodness. That I don't know. It doesn't, I don't connect on that level. I'm very curious to see for me how this holds up because Diablo 2 was very much a time and place game for me. It's an excellent game, hands down, no matter, you know, under what circumstances you discuss it. But the reason that I love that game and it's very fond memories is I played it because I didn't have any money when I was in college and I didn't buy new games often. And I wasn't into like that was when Final Fantasy X and all that stuff was coming out. And I didn't care about JRPGs back then, like at all. So it was just like, who wants to run Diablo 2 with me? over the land yeah and that's what we would do and that was what you know it's kind of intimidating for a noob as the chat might want to call me because i don't understand all the effects and the drops and i'm going to be a mage with plus two life giver and like i I don't know what the hell you're talking about (laughs) i I don't know what any of this means and i beat diablo 3 and I oh, still yeah. don't know what any of this means. Yeah, I'm not surprised by this at all because you're just like, I don't know, I hit stuff harder. Like That's exactly fine. it. I'm just well, rolling around smashing things. I'm like, I get it. Yeah, like, let's beat some I, folks up. I'm not diving into all these I, stats. Like, Who's got time for this? But with Diablo 3, you could totally do that, and that was fine. You could do that with Diablo 2 as well. You just murder things. And when you stop being able to murder things effectively, you change stuff until you can again. It's fine. Don't stress. It's fun. Gotcha. I'm a, I'm gotcha. a big fan. So I hope I'm hoping for sooner rather than later for this release. I don't want to wait till November when everything else is out. Yeah, they didn't announce a date at all. They were just like, later. Yeah. That's what what that means. Dude, they're Blizzard. They do what they want when they want to do it. And that's It means fall though, right? Like that's this fall. Uh, I was really hoping for summer because I think this game would benefit since it's a re-release at a time when there's nothing else out. Mm, But it's also a Blizzard game, so I don't think it plays by the same rules no matter what. So who cares? I mean, if it was a summer game, that's close enough that now I think you would at least window it. You don't have to date it, but like, say summer. Yeah. So you're right. You're probably right. It's could probably going to come out in November because they are like, that's who cares? Move out of our way. Yeah, <laughs> We're a blizzard. They're right. They're not wrong. Um. All right. Let's see. Let's speaking of behemoths that you will move out of their way. Jeff Grubb seems to think. Ooh, can I take this one? Yeah. Lay it on so, me, man. Um. I support Jeff Grubb. I've talked to you uh, many, many times. I am number one Jeff Grubb fan club. Yep. And every week I get a chance to ping him questions for his show. Like we all do, this little Patreon crew. And I love it because it's very like one-on-one. And every week I use as an opportunity to see if I can't get something out of out of Jeff. Let's get a little, let's find something in news, see if we can't get a little detail. So I asked him last week, hey, with the Bethesda deal closing soon, do you think Xbox will be ready to go with an event? And he said, I'm so glad you asked this question. Oh, no. Because I got a little something, something on this. And this is when he went on his podcast. He answered my question. He said that they will have an event, that they're going to have an event um, sometime in March. He said mid-March on his podcast. Uh, It is blown up. Everybody's taken this and ran with it. The event's absolutely happening. Um, Sure, sure, sure. There is some fuel, though, this speculation. There are several people that are alluding to... They are possibly under embargo. I think ACG was like, there is an event happening that we, for obvious reasons, we can't share details on. So, like, it seems like people have been made aware that this video was happening. When I say event, it's probably like a little interview video. Don't get crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's not like a direct or anything like that. Calm your butts. They should talk about what Bethesda joining Xbox means. And I don't know if they're going to answer the question everybody wants answered. No, they're not going to answer that question. Probably not. 
we've been through this. What I'm curious is, is this when they ink, have fully inked the deal? Are we, are they close enough at this point that this, the paperwork is in and this is when they say, here are the games coming to game pass. Tonight. There's an article running around that Bethesda is under a class action lawsuit and they're trying to stop this deal from going through. I read the article and I would have shared it more and we would have done a news story on it if I thought it had more teeth. Yeah, I saw the same thing. I don't. Okay. You. I don't and know I that think, I buy all the way in on this yet. I think reporters are being very loose with the headline Agreed. on that story. So I think this deal is done. I think, I mean, if they already have this event and everything lined up, they know it's done. They have assurances. It's done. It's happening. So is, it's happening is soon. This event where they say, here's the back catalog of Bethesda games on Game Pass. Ooh, that's a question. Did we have a question like that? Yes, we did have that question. And I don't remember who asked it. So Let's I go ahead and answer it. Uh, Michelle, Michelle Marsh. Thank you so much with the kind words on Twitter today. Do you think yes. most of Bethesda's games will go on Game Pass from day one when Microsoft gets the go ahead and acquire ZeniMax? I want this to be true. I want them to just be like, look at all the Game Pass we have now. And they gesture to a wall with a little gnome that's handing out the cards, as we discussed last week. <laughs> Donnie's just sitting in the back smiling just like he is right now. Uh, <laughs> give it two thumbs up. That's what I want. I don't. I, I think they should just open the floodgate as soon as this thing is all in the bag and just put it all in Game Pass, because that's exactly why Microsoft bought them. <laughs> It is, and I'm not opposed to it, and that's exactly what they did with EA, and that's probably the betting favorite. Yep. I actually would rather them hold off, and I would rather them put them up little bits at a time so we have time to get through all the news and so they can like draw it out because they do these announcements every three weeks or so, right? Yes. Like, here's what's yes. coming to Game Pass soon. Sure. I would like them to sprinkle some of them because here's the thing. Half of them are already in Game Pass. Yes, So there's, that's no, there's not a whole lot that we're missing, really. Um, I, I don't think a couple Wolfenstein games. Wolfenstein is Dishonored in now, or is it Dishonored out? Dishonored is in, I think. Yeah, Dishonored um, is in. I think the second Doom one at is least in. is in. Doom Doom's is in. in. All the Dooms in. Skyrim is in now, which is the big Skyrim's one. Skyrim's in, right? Like, I would so, like, love... it's just uh, the Evil Within needs to come over. That's one no. that's missing. Both of those. Those need to be in. Those are very. Yeah, good. I think. I think with what's left, they should just put them all in and say here. Yeah, I mean. Are. I think There's that's probably that, likely. Right. I think There's that's likely. It's probably betting favorite. Um, I'm more interested, and I think many of us are way more interested in what they could be announcing forward. Like, do we yes. get a lid lifted on Starfield? Do they talk about the games that are under timed exclusivity with PlayStation? Do they at least confirm, like, hey, Deathloop's going to come in November or next year to Game Pass or something like that. I think they don't bother to do that until they're closer to the end of exclusivity. I think if you're going to do a thing that's, especially if it's not long, I don't know how long this thing is rumored to be or whatever, like, tell us the stuff we need to be excited about right now. That's what I would do. Like, screw and that's got to be Starfield or Wolf 3. Or, here, here's, we're very excited to join the, X, the Xbox family of products or the Microsoft family of products. Here's all our games on Game Pass, and that's the end of it. Which is actually yeah. what I think is happening. But... I think it would be a mistake if they didn't announce a new thing or at least yeah. talk about a new thing. They don't have to announce and date it, but they need to talk about a new thing. They need to get, they have to, they don't have to do anything. That's not they the right word. They don't have to do anything. I was just That's not say, the right wait word. Wait a second. It's not the right <laughs> word. They'd be, it would be a missed opportunity to not give Xbox fans and potential customers something to put off something. in that future to be looking forward to. I don't, you know, if they do that, if I were, because it's, a lot of the games that they could put on Game Pass Day One, like that's a cool announcement, but those are old games. 
Yes, I what agree. about the new games? Talk about the new games you're going to get in Game Pass day one. That's where I was going with like, hey, like Starfield, it's out this fall, Game Pass. That- you know, Wolfenstein 3 is out next year, Game Pass. Do- Deathloop, it's coming out on Game Pass when it launches on Xbox in 2022. You know, like just, sure. just throw that out there, at least for people that are buying Xboxes or potentially want to buy Xboxes. It's a really good, like good sure. faith show move. Like just know that if you get here, you get Game Pass. You get these games day one. It's a good reminder. It's just that's good marketing. Sure. You're right. It's good marketing. Now, whether or not they do it is another conversation. Yeah. For them to go the whole way through and they're like, and Evil Within hits Game Pass today. Like that's sure you've you've made a mistake. I think (laughs) I think they should at least give us one. One thing. Even if it's not all the things. If they just give us one thing that they can lock in and say it's coming to Game Pass or it's coming to Xbox first or whatever. Even if language. it's just a trailer or preview, they don't even have to talk about dates or anything. Just like, it's hey, here's the yes, first something. look at Starfield coming to Game Pass sometime. I want them to say coming to Game Pass, but they're not. They're going to say coming to Xbox, but uh, this is what they're going to do. But I want them to say coming to Game Pass for everything. You know where we stand on this. They're going to. I hope so, but I don't know. No, the, to... everything will be in Game Pass. They've yes, already went on record with that. I don't know that they're going to use those words instead of first on Xbox. I gotcha. You know what I yeah. mean? I really think that that's where that, that's a good come point. On. You know that's where they're going to marketing people get a hold of crap. I know. Game Pass. <laughs> you want your face. <laughs> He's so that. mad. The gnome is pissed in the back room. He's like, ah, just say Game Pass. He's drinking. You know, they make like little gnomes. For like football teams and stuff. Like, I wonder yeah. if I can get an Xbox Game Pass gnome Dude, payment. I bet I need, can. We should order. I can a put it back gnome. here with Chucky. Dude, let me tell you, you, I have zombie gnomes outside of my door. Like, I have, yeah. like, I have gnomes that are eating zombie brains. We need it. So, I was in Best Buy the other day, and next to the uh, Game Pass cards, there were these metal cards that they're selling. Yeah. They're just yeah, we got to get the gnome one of those to hold. Ooh, just, good. And that's our that's our new mascot for this podcast. That's good. It's a gnome with a green hat holding a metal weapon. I like it. <laughs> All right. What else do we have here, Donnie? Let's talk about Tony Hawk. Yeah. We have to We have to have this conversation. Okay. So Tony Hawk 1 and 2, the remastered versions were very good. Yep. And they're coming to next generation consoles and Switch. Yep. Um, but they're, which is Switch. That's exciting. They're getting ported to next generation consoles for up, next gen upgrade. Okay. 120 FPS at 1080p, 60 and 4K. That's great. Super That's good. Cool. Buttery smooth. <laughs> Only the players who own the deluxe edition will get a free upgrade. Everyone else must yep. pay $10. Isn't Crash Bandicoot getting a free upgrade? Most games are getting free upgrades. Yeah, so Activision's trying to wring out some extra dollars from something that's sold and reviewed exceptionally well. That's how it feels. It feels Yeah, good. I don't I don't like it. I mean I don't I don't hate it. This is one that I'm I'm kind of bittersweet on. I don't like it just because I don't No one wants to spend gonna, more money. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about this in depth on Shaq, I think, tomorrow. But one of the things that's been kind of going around uh in Nintendo Land with regards to like Sky Resort and stuff is uh this presumed People are like calling Nintendo out on this, the, the double standard of hypocrisy. When in reality, all video games are held to <laughs> double standards. And there's yes. a moving target and a goalpost for every every console and platform provider. With, For instance, sure. if you bought PC version of Tony Hawk, you're not paying the $10. No. <laughs> because if you know you, why? Because PC folks don't play for patches. If, it's a double uh, standard. It is a double <laughs> standard. If you bought Crash Bandicoot, <laughs> if you bought Crash 4, you're going to get a free upgrade. 
Um, This is published by the same company, y'all. This isn't even just... I I hate that because I just want everything to be that that moniker, that marching order. Like, you just get free upgrades. That's an awesome thing. It's good customer forward move. Like, that's what Activision... I always look at it. It's it's not... I don't think the juice is worth the squeeze. The bad PR and the social talk and all this, I don't think it's worth the $10. Just give up the $10 and get more people buy the game, actually. It's one thing, too, if, like, Activision was charging this amount for all of their next-gen upgrades. Like, it's crappy, but at least it's consistent. But you're not. You're charging the 10 bucks on on a series and a game that you think you can wring extra money out of because it's sold very well. And that's gross. If you do buy the $10 upgrade, you do get the deluxe upgrade, so you get the DLC, too. You're not just sure. paying for the patch. You're getting some extra content, which... Well, wasn't that just cosmetic stuff? And like Okay, that's nice. But, like, what do you do... But what do you do... All right, so what do you do when this fall, this Black Friday, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, you can buy physically brand new on Series X for $19.99. And then you pay another $10 to upgrade. Which is more than the digital version but you'd have to pay the upgrade for the digital version, but not if you bought the, like, see, that's, that's the stuff that I, that's it's, why I hate this stuff. I hate gross. this stuff and yeah. I hated it last gen and I hated it when we were talking about it and I hated when people were hating on smart delivery and I hate it. I hate all of it He's because we shouldn't crazy. have to, we shouldn't have to do this, it but we do. Because we're compl- console owners. I, it, but it complicates and confuses the matter too. Like as a, as a if you're Microsoft and you have smart delivery, yeah. Man, does it suck because now you people who log in on their Series X think I got smart delivery. I'm playing the next paying playing the next gen version right now, but they're not. They still haven't paid their ten bucks. And it if I was Microsoft, I'd be like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> You're shooting yeah. us in the foot. It makes us look bad too. Yeah, I, I just um, it's not I don't like look. it. I don't like it. I wish it wasn't the case. But at right. the same time, as I said in our Discord, it is work that the studios and dev had to do, and I realize that that comes with yes. a cost. And uh historically, traditionally console folks pay that cost and PC folks don't. And so when you're talking about all the hypocrisy of collections and remasters and all that, like make sure you bring this up too, because this is a part of it. Part of me feels like in this situation, because they are finally bringing this game to switch. They could have recouped that cost on the switch version alone at full price. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, this isn't a, at the end of the day, this isn't a cost that they need to recoup. No. That's my issue with this. <laughs> God, sure, I'm, sure. I'm not going to regurgitate like six months of Series no, X not. smart delivery thing. <laughs> but not. like game scale, they already build these things to run at all different levels from 4K 120 down to 928 frames a second. Like that's a part of it. I realize that every version is different and they have to do that. But that's a part of their business model if they yeah. support PC. And... For anybody talking about, I, I'm going to throw, I hope Dev's still listening because Devin was talking about some of the stuff on PlayStation. He was talking about the OS on PlayStation, making games for PlayStation is different. They make games for PC and yeah, then they bring true. them to console. So, <laughs> There's nobody like coding directly to a PS5. <laughs> it's it's, it's all on PC. All Dev is on PC. Yes, it used to be that that way in the PS. Yeah, it did. Era. That oh, yeah. was a, a lot of work and a big lift. They used to code it. directly to the metal, but and they don't anymore. And like the box was the dev kit, and yeah. on Xbox the box still is, but it's a PC. But it's a PC, and they're all PCs for a while. Yeah, they, and, this yeah. one this one is exceptionally troubling for me. I think because they're doing all this work. Are they selling the Switch version at sixty bucks? No, I think it's forty. Okay. 
That's I'd have to double check that. I think it's 40 I cannot imagine a world in which they would not port this to Switch for full $60. Even The Witcher did that. Um, and they did a big lift to make that magic voodoo happen. But like, it's a good... the bulk of the lift is being it. done to get this thing on to Switch. That's where the big lift is. To your oh, point. yeah. So just like eat the, the deluxe up the upgrade for console players that are not Switch owners, and you'll recoup the cost on the millions of Switch owners who want to play the crap out of Tony Hawk. And it's just it's not worth it. They're I mean, at the end of the day, so many ten dollars. It's, it's not. not it's it. it's gross. I want to see them walk this back. I don't have a price on the eShop. Maybe it is more than that. I'm curious. I bet you it's going to be fifty or sixty bucks. Switch tax. Good money. Switch tax. Sixty dollars. Yeah. One hundred percent. So yeah, I don't love this, and I think it's kind of gross, and I think it's extra gross for the reasons that they're not doing it for Crash, and uh, they are going to make their money back so many fold over on the number of people who want to buy this on Switch. They're going to sell so many copies of this thing on Switch. It's For anybody that's thinking about getting it, I can tell you that I bought it, I was so excited and pre-ordered and all that. Didn't play it nearly as much as I thought I was going to, to be honest with you. I think I got a full two weeks out of it, and I kind of put it down for other things and never went back. That's a you problem, perhaps. Maybe it ran great. It's very good this. on one X like fantastic. That was my, my immediate reaction to this was man. That game looked and ran so good on one X. Like I can't imagine needing to pay for a patch. Like I'm sure it's better, but it's it wasn't, be- there was at yeah. no point when I was playing that game where I was like, I wish this looked better. Like that was never sure. a part of the game. The game was great. It's actually probably one of the most impressive remasters I've played in a really long time. Yeah, um, because it actually gave me the feelings, as we talked about, like those like very memorable feelings in video games of sitting in my parents' den with my brother playing the crap out of Tony Hawk Two specifically on N sixty four. I think we played it, <laughs> and yeah. it's just I was right back, and and all the muscle memory was still there. It was very that was very my good. thing. It took me a it minute. Was, it took me a minute to come back. And actually. I was like, oh right, I've done this four thousand hundred times. Um, that's a that's a number. Don't worry about it, kids. I got in. I did a couple nine hundreds. <laughs> cool. I got some things. I went through like most of the first game. Yeah. And then yeah. by the time I got to the second game, like I just skated. Just, like I I got it. Uh, yeah. But the second <laughs> game is actually probably my favorite. Um, it's better. I I will say if you're thinking about it and you don't already own this game. Uh, it's. I think the juice is worth the squeeze on the price for this remaster. Period. Um, yeah. No. So do I. Very, I would totally good. recommend I'm it. Curious to see how it runs on Switch. Yeah. If you can get the last gen version for like ten bucks, get it, and don't even worry about the upgrade. That's true. Like it's great as it is. Good. Just play it. Just get it and play it. All right. We've we've beaten the horse to death for the eighty four thousandth time. We do that here. <laughs> That's how we do things. Okay. Uh, we we have gnomes and we beat dead horses. We have no, we have another no speeds. Uh, let's. Donnie, tell me about the AI and gaming research summit that Microsoft is doing here. Yeah, so you remember uh, we talked last week about when Xboxes start talking next, and I told you that they had some events that they had lined up in there. They're having like some of these little, I don't know, Zoom Mini. meetings online. Yeah, yeah. yeah Zoom meetings, yes. Uh, one of them was this cloud AI tech talk where they had a bunch of different things come in and these people talk about all the different things that, that they're doing and things that they're doing in cloud. And, and most importantly, in terms of Xbox news, is we had... Phil Spencer, who went out there and he said, when we look at the future, we see a world where creators will natively be building cloud-based games first. Interesting. The potential for games to host 100,000 players in the cloud and more. Um, this is a Google Stadia thing that we've heard before. Yes. Where the cloud will make games that we can't possibly fathom at this point in time. I, I'm going to go out and say that I, until 
I see what this means. This is vaporware marketing. And it I has 100%, been yes. from the beginning. Yes, I'm um, done. I'm done with I got hit over the head by Stadia folks when I was being hard on Stadia. They kept telling me over and over again, but it's going to be things you could never see. And it's like, yeah, but where? What? Like, you're just taking them at the word. You're not asking them to show you. And I'm sure that is it theoretically possible? Sure. Yeah. Are you actually going to build to make that? So look, you will. Is maybe. it 10 years from now? 15 years? Like, do I care now? And what's, and what's the no, benefit? I don't care you? now that you think no. this could happen in the future. It doesn't bother me at all now. I you am know. a very, it's, it's one thing to be able to do something and it is another thing to have a compelling reason to do it and show me like, why it matters to me. It'd be like taking somebody in 1995 and being like, Hey, in 10 years, we're going to have our controllers that you can <laughs> shake and play games with. And you're it's like, like, whatever, dude, I don't believe you. Who cares? <laughs> no one cares. If I, this is, this is the, the logical end to my frustration over announcing games that are five years out. Stop. Stop. Now you're doing it with technologies that are decades out. Stop. Probably. Probably. And I get I get that there has to be something, especially in something called the AI and Gaming Research Summit, that mm-hmm. that this is the kind of crap that academics discuss. I've been to conferences. And that's what they I were doing. That. They were talking about yeah. all the different stuff that they could do with all that. And I mean, it was cool. Um, I didn't watch it, but I did watch a, a recap, like a compilation yeah, like kind of clipped things together. So I watched one of those on YouTube just to get caught up on it. And it, it was cool. I learned something. And I'm I'm not anti-cloud gaming. I was all no, in on Stadia and I wanted it to work, but this whole we have to invest into it now because it's going to make games you can't possibly imagine. Like I don't know what that means really besides like just more servers and more blades. Like all that's it's, all I keep hearing is player yes. counts, bigger. And it's yeah, like well bigger. how does that make anything better? Like bigger isn't necessarily like better. Like do you even want that? I don't think this is for us, right? Like, and I think no. stuff like this is. Oh, no, it's a dev thing. That's this is a dev thing. About. And I, yeah. I think this could have potential for like AI routines and all yeah. kinds of stuff yep. like that, like leveraging those, but also for a player, from a player perspective, I don't care. I want, when I play a game, I want that to feel like voodoo magic. I want mm-hmm. it to feel like magic. I want it to feel like people must have felt when electricity first started in the United States. This is dark magic. It doesn't make any sense. That's the way I want my games to be. So, like, I don't care. Just make it go. Do you know? And what before I mean? anybody throws stones at me, like, just know that, like the the walk of gaming is paved with examples just like this. Mm-hmm. We saw that Milo tech demo. Where's oh, that God, Minecraft had, AR glasses thing? I had. To, Remember, we I saw had, that. I had completely blacked the Milo stuff out of my brain. See, like, I mean, like I you can go. It back in recent times and find countless examples of these same sort of marketing things. And is this like untrue? No, they're not lying to us. It's just, we got to stop putting so much weight into these theoreticals that are forever away. Let it, you know, let it happen. Just let it happen. Let the reason. Nobody has built an example of that game. Sure. There is no like example of like this cloud powered game that could not exist. We can't Where is this? Like, what does it look like? Nobody's even have a demo of what that means. We're still struggling to make a compelling argument for VR. Yeah, it's just theory. That's all it is. Just game theory. Let them, yeah, and let them have it. They're researchers. This is what nerds do. I know. I used to be that person. I'm speaking more to Stadia, folks. Yeah, well, there's that. But like, (laughs) I'm one one hundred percent speaking right at Stadia people. (laughs) For for folks 
who like are like latching onto this is something that you will see anytime in the next or something that matters anytime in the next decade. I mm, no, I don't think so. Their next really event don't. is in April. Uh, it'll be about GameStack Live. Live, and I'm Let's more go. excited about that. Yes, games. So GameStack is all about their tools and everything they integrate to help you make games better. So they're going to go over graphics, um, production, publishing, all their stuff they got on the back in the back end. Their APIs and talking about the voice chat and plugging in. They'll probably talk about like how to make your game run with touch controls on Game Pass and things like that. That's, That's cool, cool stuff. That's yeah. cool stuff that affects me now that uh, I have an interest in learning like how does that work at a yes, macro yes, level, yes, yes, yes. not at a micro level? I don't no, no, care no. how it works at a micro level. Like but at a micro level, yeah. yeah, but like I love uh, when we've had devs in the past uh, on on any of the network shows that I've interviewed them. I usually, especially indie devs, I'm always asking them like, hey, does what Xbox is doing right now, is that like a special appeal to you that like you could build a game, just give it to them for a big Game Pass check? And then it will run on consoles, phones, PCs, yeah. tablets. Like, isn't that really cool? Like, that's like a really cool bargaining chip. Like, hey, we'll just do it because it we runs. It. That's the thing in the cloud space. A lot of people, a lot of the folks that are in the cloud stuff. So the GeForce folks, your Stadia folks, anybody that's really in cloud gaming, they throw stones at Xbox because they're like, oh, it's on Xbox One S. It's not that great. It's the resolution's not that great. And all those are true. But what they're missing on is that Game Pass Cloud already has hundreds of games. And the reason it's why, true. because it's on Xbox One, it runs on GameStack. That's the reason why. There's no right. lo- there's no Linux. There's no Vulkan API. There's no, here's how to teach your dev studio how to do something completely different they've never done before. It's literally like, give your game to Xbox and it just works. And I'm like, yep. damn, is that a good reason to put your game on Xbox? That's a really good reason to put your game over here. And it's very smart from Microsoft's point of view to yeah. say, what's the what's the way we get the smaller guys who have interesting games in? Because like, you know, for a while, especially in the PS4 era, Sony went hard at snapping those people up. You know what I mean? And making the yeah. deals. And then Nintendo has gone. They still are. Hard. And Nintendo is like ridiculous. So Microsoft needed a compelling reason because their reason can't be, well, look at all the consoles we've sold. They aren't yep. going to beat these two people. So their reason is, look at how many other We're devices... Take- take care of this on. for you yeah we'll do the hard work you just give that's us Very that's a sweet proposition i think and i think it's something that we as gamers don't necessarily care about because it's business we shouldn't care about but uh if you're thinking about that sort of thing like it's kind of next level because nobody yes. else is doing that there's nobody because, else is doing that because nobody else is a services company it comes all kind the way of. back to that yep. conversation right like they're a services company and they're leveraging it and i'm glad to see them leveraging that in smart ways um yeah it's almost like Same. they know what they're doing sometimes yeah kind of right uh they're hiring company. a cloud uh president of cloud or whatever did you see that president of i'm sorry i don't know what it's called it's ceo of cloud gaming true. or whatever it is they're just their head head cloud gamer is what i'm gonna call it just be, top I cloud want, guy do you know those umbrella or hats? could be jade be better yeah it could be it's not gonna be jade it's i would love it if it's jade it's not gonna be jade she's not gonna be a ceo she's a developer for crazy and it hasn't been a good run for her <laughs> recently just as long as it's not phil harrison we're all good <laughs> <laughs> that's if, the last stone the last stone Harrison, i was gonna say that uh i want you know how they used to have those, um, those umbrella hats that you would get a hat with an umbrella i want a hat with a cloud above it but if it's phil harrison he gets a rainy cloud and it rains on him all day because no no get <laughs> shoe yeah all right we have one more story speaking of, oh boy speaking of mistakes okay so <laughs> 
Bioware. <laughs> Kids. Donnie has ruined it by laughing really hard at my bit. I, was, Ooh, I thought I was so slick. Good. So it's Bioware has confirmed that they are now ending development on what they were calling Anthem Next for a while, or Anthem. Um, after over a year of attempting to overhaul and then relaunch this game, which they never got around to doing, um, they kind of, like I said, behind the scenes, they had called it Anthem Next. And they're instead going to leverage the resources onto Dragon Age and Mass Effect. Duh. Like, um, Josh asks a question related to this, and it's an interesting one. With the news of Anthem, what is Bioware going to do now? Uh, do we as fans still have confidence in them? So... They're going to make the games that are going to make them money because Anthem was never going to make them any more money. Let's be real here. Like, Anthem did not have a prayer of recouping all of the. This was not a no man's sky situation. Remember, it was a it was a ten year old. It was a ten year game, right? That's what they said. Yeah, Anthem was, was a platform. It was a platform that didn't work and it was bad. And what they're going to do is they're going to put the people who have been beating their heads against trying to fix this nightmare into games. That people really want badly. And I don't think that one. Yeah, but they also want them to be good badly. They badly want them to be good and not. Yeah, and I think. Here's the thing I don't necessarily think one failed project makes an entire uh, company not someone you should trust. Sometimes Mm. you roll the dice and you fail. That's just the reality of the situation. But Uh, didn't they also do Andromeda? I don't think Andromeda played poorly, I think it was a bad Mass Effect game. Either way, either way, right? Like you can split hairs, but you said one bad example. I just make sure we got, there's two and they're the most recent two. I don't know that I agree with Andromeda being an example like Anthem. I've never played it. I don't know. I I think that if that game had had any other name. Going off critical zeitgeist reception. Because it was reviewed as like if that game had had any other name attached to it, it would probably have done better. Yeah. If it had not been. But it wasn't. And the next one won't either. It's I, it's it's massive. That's sure, a big deal. But they're going to drop legendary collection before that. Yeah, and that's going to be a, that's gonna go going a long, to be, long way to win yes. people back. And I think that what people need to remember is like, yeah, they rolled the dice during a games as a service boom, and they failed. I don't think that that dooms them to like the the you know the battles of like the ninth circle of hell. Y- yeah, you you screwed up, and yes, they'll have to earn back. But dropping Mass Effect I'm gonna go, Collection. I'm going to push on you a little further, just a little bit, because it's not necessarily that they failed. Everybody can, you know, sometimes you swing and miss. The question is, why did they fail? What led to Anthem failing? It's a good question. And are those things systemic and are they still happening? I think that's a good question. And that's a development question. And I think, well, it's not just a development question. They made a play it's at a, a game. Question. They, well, they made a play at something that. They swung at big dogs and couldn't hit on. You can't come in to the loot game game and try to swing with destiny with something half baked. And that's what. This no, is. no. If you're going to come in to break into that did. space, you need to be ready to go. And they you need to be apex. And they came when apex in. hit, everybody was like, hey, this is pretty good. <laughs> and like they, they swung at the wrong dude with a broken ass baseball bat that they, a wiffle ball bat. Like, what do you think you're going to... I'm going to mourn the loss of Anthem here a little bit because... I did not hate Anthem, but it is a half-baked. I got hype for Anthem, really hype, because I missed the Destiny bandwagon. Okay. Destiny came out on PlayStation. I remember played the demo before they patched out whoever was the bot at the time and all that. And I ran around Destiny by myself because I'd never done multiplayer game. And I didn't know what I was doing. And I didn't get it. 
and I stopped playing. And like four years went by, and it was the greatest thing in the world. Yep. And then fast break to Destiny 2, and, and I tried to get in, and Dev tried to help me learn it. And I couldn't because I just felt like I missed the ground floor. There's all this knowledge and language and acronyms, and everything that everybody's got that I just didn't get. I just don't understand it. I couldn't sure. figure out the map. I didn't know where to go. I couldn't tell between the hub world and the actual world. Like I was lost playing Destiny. Here comes Anthem. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put in the time. We're going to get this game and I'm going to jump in with friends on day one. And I'm going to be there and I'm going to make sure that Destiny doesn't happen again. That first week we jumped in and we played it a lot and I loved it. I was a Colossus and I was smashing everything, just brute, just fist to face robots. It was so much fun. I was having a blast. And I hated like everything that wasn't that. When I wasn't flying or punching with my giant robot, That's the game the was really bad. So that game, that's why I say it's half-baked. That's exactly why. because But the, the tech was so good. I'd so love to it, see it come back. It was the Iron Man game that it we was. all didn't get. And Make that game. That's what we should. That's There it is. What they should have done instead of coming in with this loot game and tried to throw down with Destiny is make a campaign that's compelling with those mechanics. Then they would have actually maybe had a hit out of this. Because it was real pretty and the world was beautiful. Like, There's a lot to like there. It was fun to play. It just sucked. The loop sucked and everything the else. The loop was weird. Talking to the people at your base was weird. They looked weird. The bad. missions were weird. It was bad. The cosmetics were not great. Like it like it could have been a great Iron Man game. It could have been a great armored core game. Like there's a lot of great things you could do with the Anthem tech that and it's just a shame that it has gone the way it's gone. Yeah. Josh, um I'm not a Bioware player. Josh knows that. I'll yeah. never forget um <laughs> when Anthem was not Anthem, when Andromeda was coming out. I was the lone person in our Discord. I was like, you know, Horizon's going to like crush this game, and everybody's like, "Are you out of your mind? Oh, this man. is a Mass Effect game." And it's just because I I hadn't played it, right? I sure. I wasn't one of those people. I didn't have that tie to the nostalgia. So for me, I was looking at two games being shown, and I was like, this one looks a lot better than another one. Um, and I hate that because people really love Bioware, like in a way that people love Nintendo or something. Mm-hmm. They are favored sons. Sure. Um, that studio means a lot to people. Um, so I can't speak to it. I didn't play Andromeda and I didn't, you know, I played Anthem and I, I, I don't know. I think the remasters will go a long way to getting back some public support. But here's what I will say. A lot of people have come and gone. The Bioware yeah. that you knew was no longer the Bioware today. I say the I same thing all the time um, about retro. Yes. <laughs> people have loved retro since like 1995. And it's like, it's been a minute. Eight companies ago. They're not even close to the same thing. I I was going to say that too. I don't, I think what we're looking at is a very different company. Like the writers that you even love from Mass Effect, they're gone. Um, And they've made, they have tripped on two games, but I don't know that the trip was like if Anthem had been marketed as a single player campaign game, that one might have hit. If Mass Effect Andromeda had been any other game named any other way, but Mass Effect, that one might have hit. It's more publishing and marketing mistakes that they're making. They're not tech mistakes. Those games are fun to play. Mass Effect and Drama's actual combat is a freaking blast. I've always heard that. I, I want to play it at some point. I'd like to give it a try. You you have no you have nothing to lose. You don't have I've always thought that like I might get back into the series and then maybe I'll get to Andromeda, but that's such a big nah, don't even jump. Just, I I love the actual act. Because Nathan did too. Nathan played Andromeda for like two hundred hours. Like he really liked it. That jetpack is fun as hell. Uh, full stop like yes for a mass effect game i have problems with it but that jetpack is so fun um look legendary collection is going to come out and i have 
pretty good confidence that that thing's going to be a hit because they're working with writing that's already done. That's so, a tech project. I have a couple so. questions, but I do want to give folks some hope and give Josh some hope here. I've talked about this topic with Jeff quite a bit. Jeff's are really high on whoever's running their Austin team. And not Ooh. just who's running it. Like, he's just really high on the Austin team. He's gone out multiple times today, like, you guys should give this team a break. He's like, I know these folks. They're very good at what they do. And if they just, to him, and I mean, who knows, right? I'm just giving you his words. I'm taking him as face value because I trust Jeff 100%. He said, if the company would get out of their way and let them make a game, yeah, that it would be great. Sure. If they didn't give them crazy timelines and push all these things on top of them and make them change the game to be what they think it should be, just get out of their way, leave them alone, let them incubate, and let them make a game, and it'd be great. He's really high on that team, and that's some high praise because he would know, right? Like he's got insights. All these people, especially EA, um, every insider seems to have their contacts somewhere. Mm-hmm. Jeff's well connected in EA. <laughs> like if, if Jeff um, says something about EA, you probably much take it to the bank. Like he's he's got sources there. We could we could make an assumption that Legendary Collection is them buying time to do what they want to do with the company out of their way. Here is a thing that you will make a ton of money on. We will put the effort forth into cleaning this up, remastering it, getting ready to go, put it out, let you sell a bajillion copies, stay out of our way on Dragon Age and this Nest Max Effect project because look what happened last time when you didn't. I could see that being capital for them to dangle. Like, we'll do the legendary collection work. Leave us alone while we do our other two games that we want to make. So the question I want to ask you then, because you said you had issues with Andromeda as a Mass Effect game. Yeah. So what is... A good Mass Effect game. Like, what is the next one? Not the remaster, but the next one. What do they have to nail? Like, what does it have to be to be successful? You need characters that you care about, interactions that you care about, and consequence to actions. Those are things that Andromeda did not do well. There was, it was, it missed the middle on consequence. And two, Mass Effect 2 especially does this incredibly well. Um, It builds relationships between characters, and Dragon Age does this pretty well too, that are like, profound and interesting and based on backstory and based on investment and then it cashes in on that investment in the consequences of your actions in the story that's what this next game has to do if they can do that again which andromeda did not do then i think that that thing could be huge but that's a lot of writing and character development and good voice acting and it's time and i think legendary collection is totally them buying time that's that a tech sense. project. You know what I mean? The writing's done. I mean, so. I think that's why we don't get a bunch of remasters and things all the time. Sure. I mean, I know it feels like we do, but a lot of times, like, companies hold that. They hold it yes. to when they either need something to fill uh, a fiscal year or, or a specific quarter or when things get rocky. Like, let's let's pull something back and let's, let's is, make you like us again. I mean, it's an easy path forward. This is the time. Like, give one team the tech project. Give a different team the writing the the hard part about a new mass effect is writing a new mass effect you're yeah. given a world you've got this big world you've got characters people care about but the cash in is clearly hard you've <laughs> you got know? a standard you've got to live up to and it's a big people one people are going to be angry yeah. and you're releasing the legendary collection which reminds people of your standard that's the one that's the one gambit they're taking here you release legendary collection let people relive that world you're going to remind people are them stoked for that game I'm people pumped. are so excited for that game i'm so excited about those three games again but you're going to remind everybody of why they love them so much all over i've seen again. so many people say it's top of their list all this year their entire list absolutely wow i i have, 
I've been wanting to replay those games in a better format in a really long time, especially the first game, which never got, it needs some, it needs the most love and it's going to get the most love. So the gambit here is releasing legendary collection buys you time, but it also increases the frothing demand for the next thing. Everyone's enthusiasm for this series makes me really feel like the FOMO. It's like, man, I really got to give it another try again. I just don't think it's much for me. I don't think it's for you. Like as much as like, and I don't mean that as a, um, but I'd love to have that, that same feeling. Like that's such a cool thing to have to be so invested into a series that you love so much. It's like, I want that too. I know. I totally understand that. Cause like, I used to have this problem with like JRPG. I have this problem with final fantasy. I, want, I do the two. I, I do the two. I care, but I don't. <laughs> I don't care I, Final Fantasy at all. They're like, PlayStation's giving it to you. I'm like, still not going to play. <laughs> and I've, I've, only ever, uh, I've only ever finished two Final Fantasy games. I finished 15 and I finished Tactics. Which and keep it 100. Like, so far, I've told you the same thing about Us Effect. Yeah. Like, Trilogy's kind of what's going to be on Game Pass. Gonna, I'm like, I still am not going to. You're not going to play it. Nah. But I also I think that I think it's okay I will one ex- day. I'll try. I'll try it. But am I going to be like day one? Am I moving no. my calendar to play it? No. 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 Not at I, all. I, I legitimately. I'll wait don't... for it to come out of the vault. Like I'll wait for it. Okay. You I know. still. Don't, I just. I still don't think you're going to love it. And I just. And I don't think that's a an indictment on you. I think it's just not for you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, sometimes not everybody likes the same things, and sometimes you just don't get what everybody else gets. I mean, and yeah. when I played Mass Effect, when Josh asked me to play Mass Effect, and I played on back and bat. You know, it's really hard. I was playing, I was experiencing art out of time and context. It was different yes. when you played it when it came out. That is, you know, I was playing it with true. different worlds and different experiences already in my own head and stuff. So, yeah, I, I think that there's also a zeitgeist experience to the Mass Effect games when they came out and, and hitting on 360 so hard where there was like this gap of RPG you know what I mean? Mm. And uh, there was just, it was kind of a perfect storm for that series. And it's an exceptionally written trilogy. It seriously is. Um, but I don't think those kinds of games are for everybody. They're not. The Witcher is not for everybody either. I love it so much, but it, I accept yep. that not everybody has to like what I like. That's okay. Yep. My No More Heroes. <laughs> not everybody likes that game. I <laughs> love No More Heroes. I get when I tell people that I love No More Heroes, we really. Ooh. I love no. I love no more heroes. I get even weirder side eye because I'm female on that one. Right, that, one. Yeah, was, like, that makes sure? a lot of sense. Are you serious? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. Don't worry. I love weird. My drama. wife, I was playing it. I was playing it. Um, playing the remasters. My wife never watched me play it back in the day. Oh, but I was playing the remasters and I was playing them on TV. My wife walked in and she, I think I told Rebecca that she goes, "What in the smut are you playing?" That's, I like her. I want that on a T-shirt. Put it on a shirt. Let's touch down. <laughs> Yeah, holding the lightsaber inappropriately. That's what that I want. It was perfect. Holy it was perfect. Crap. She's like, she's, I can't believe you love this game. I have a t-shirt, a No More Heroes t-shirt that she will not let me wear in public. I, I mean, she's clearly <laughs> not wrong. Like His bad girl straddling games. a bat. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's No, you don't wear that in public. It's like half your wrestling shirts if you're the type of person who buys wrestling shirts. You don't wear that in public. Don't do that. All right. That's the news. The Game Pass updates include Dirt 5. Is that on Game Pass right now? Today, yeah. We should play Dirt I'm going to try to play that at some point. Yeah, me too. I heard it looks pretty. I, you know, this is the thing. I'm going to play Persona Strikers, and it's going to take forever, yes. and probably not going to play Xbox all week. I feel bad as an Xbox podcaster, but that's probably the truth. Look, I'm going to play Persona Strikers. Games are out on everything right now. It's a shame it's not on Xbox. You guys 
missing out. Such a you joke. know, the only Persona games that have been released on Xbox consoles were the arena games, the fighting games. I loved them, loved them, still do. One of few like sets of physical games. It's a shame I've they didn't even get like before. dancing all night or anything like not even no. spinoffs. Like what a joke. Atlas and Sony are in bed together. They have been for a long time. Buy Atlas, Phil. Get them out of bed. Just buy them. Okay. That would hurt. That would hurt so many people. <laughs> Could you imagine how many people would be so Johnny, furious? the internet would find a way to commission that gnome of ours to burn the whole podcast. They would be, would be so, done. so mad. If that Sega thing came true and they were no. like, all your Persona games, now Xbox games, people would riot. We would get on this podcast. You would start cackling and I would have oh, to I would love it. I would just, oh, I would laugh. I know. That's why we can't have nice things. Because you laugh. <laughs> you laugh and I make gnome jokes. No, That's but it won't happen. happen. So I'll be no, playing on my PlayStation 5. So Oh, weird. I know, me too. <laughs> We're the worst. <laughs> gotta play it. I'm still playing Valhalla because of reasons involving I can't get enough Viking stuff right now. So it's fine. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. It's Don't nice. be nervous, kids. All right. We have a little bit of time to take a couple questions. Donnie, where do you want to yeah. start? Ooh, Mike wrote in, and this was a good question because we didn't really talk about it last week. He goes, no love for Xbox's headset? That was going to um, be mine, too. Um, so for those of you who don't know, Donnie, you ordered one of these. I did. Yeah, definitely. Definitely so ordered you, one. Microsoft snuck this actually in uh, on one of the actors in a very early ad for the series consoles. And they're releasing a headset that, um, 100 bucks, Series yeah. X and Bluetooth connection to phone support, right? Yeah. Am I right yeah. about that? Yeah, which is rare. Um, I'm curious to see how you feel about the build quality on that thing and how it sounds. I am too. And that's why I got it. And uh, I had the Arctis nine X, I think you had the the Xbox ones. I have, I have the seven because the the nine X, the nine is supposed to have some connection issues that I didn't want to deal with. That's why I wanted to try the Xbox ones because I love the nines. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to say something bad about them, but I just want to, for the record, I loved them. They felt great. They sounded great. When I was playing, when I was listening to podcasts or music in my phone while playing games and hearing it mixed together perfectly, it was yes. utopia. I was Great in feature. my my happy place with one exception that is somewhat bothersome. Yeah. When I was in a party doing voice chat with anybody else while connected Bluetooth or wireless, completely went out the window like the yep. every time i talked it was staticky it would cut out it seems like the bluetooth and the wireless signals are are at each other's face now yes. yes that said do i think xbox is like magically fixed it probably not it's a hundred dollars like i'm hard pressed to have like a ton of faith in this because similarly priced headsets of capability and function are easily two hundred dollars if not more yeah. we'll so see. there's a part of me that's like it can't be that amazing but even if it's not, I sold my annexes, so I'm not f- out of pocket for these at all. But if they are great, because they did tout, I mean, obviously, they're not going to tell you it's bad, but they said best in class audio, you know, their microphone. I love the design, I like the look. It is Xbox branded. So um, at worst, I'll still have a headset that mixes my stuff. And if I have to turn it off to voice chat properly, then I'll, st- I'll still do that. You know, I'm not an audiophile. I'm not a huge headphone. Like I, this is a new thing, like with game tech and dev that I've been adopting. I do routinely play with headphones now, but like from one really nice headset to another, I probably can't tell you the differences. I probably don't care. Like if it sounds good, it sounds good. You know, that's fair. That's fair. I'm, I'm 
my hearing has not yet gone. <laughs> so I still have pretty good like frequency range in my hearing. Uh, and I am a little particular about about headsets. Like I'm 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 uppity about it. But I also don't mix phone audio. Like I have dedicated headsets for playing video games because that's the kind of like there's a disposable income conversation to be had here about my idiocy, whatever. Um, So I actually own the Arxis 7X because the 9X's connection problems are pretty legendary. Uh, And its issues with even just dropping connection to the Xbox are pretty legendary. So I'm curious to see how this thing holds up. I've read that it's a transmitter issue in the 9X and there's interference. And that's that's exactly what it sounds like when you're using yeah. it. It sounds like which, there's being interference and you just got to turn one or the other off, which means you right. just can't do everything. So, so it's, it's not a big deal. If anything, it's a very minor complaint because there are very few times right. that I was doing everything. It was very rare. Yeah. But if I, I could fix that, it, I want to. Well, the solution to the problem in technology is not hard. It just sounds like a design flaw with the nine X in terms of how they shielded those two different connectors and probably where they placed them and how they filter the signal, right? So if Microsoft is smart enough, and I mean, they make good quality hardware. They do. You should give Microsoft some freaking credit. Yep. They make some best-in-class hardware. Now, will it sound the most amazing from an audiophile level? Probably not. That's probably where the cost trade-off comes from. But I bet you they make the transmitters work right. Probably get all the functionality and capabilities, and it works good, and it probably it doesn't, doesn't sound, sound as, good. as amazing okay. as $300 headphones, but it sounds good sure. enough, and I probably won't notice. When are the, When are they out? Oh, I'm curious. April? I don't remember. March. I think March. I think it was about a month. I I think I had to wait a month. I bought these and sold my 9Xs same day. So my 9X is on eBay for 130 bucks, which is a pretty sweet deal. Right. They're hard. They're hard to find. All I wanted to do was cover the cost of the new ones. So I made out with free lunch and got new headphones. So I I I, like that the entire cup spin versus having to find the wheels and the buttons and stuff. I think that's really cool. That's very cool. I agree because I can never find the right buttons. I have this problem on the ones I use to exercise. Yeah, you you always hit the mix one or the volume. Like you never do it the right way. I think putting on a cup will make it much easier to remember which one is which. This is Um, like, it's funny because we bought a treadmill that's coming next week and there's literally just two spin dials. One for speed and one for incline. Give me less buttons and give me more dials. It just makes it, it makes it look real clean. Mm Mm-hmm. And nice has a nice look to it. And I agree. I mean, I, I care about how things look probably more than people should. So eh, it's going to look great on my desk with my little headset stand. You oh, know? you got it. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm curious to see how you feel about how they function. I hope the transmitter issue actually works as the Bluetooth well. mixing thing was it's cool. It was a it's night and day cool. thing like that's because yeah. I listen to podcasts and music and stuff all the time when I play games, especially like oh, golf games. I I'm constantly well, listening to okay. something. While I'm playing something like that, that you know? makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> that so makes sense. I, I would get a lot of use out of that functionality. And that's why I bought the nine X's. That was the right. only reason I had the sevens and I bought yes. the nines because of that. I did think it was cool though, that I could hold the, the button on my nine X's and it would turn on my Xbox, which would then turn on my TV. That's uh very neat. Like I, I, I was, was going to really buy cool. the nine X's and the nine X's are $200 headphones. Just so everybody's aware of the price difference here. Um, the seven X is one fifty, And I was like, I never mix audio. I don't ever do that. I just don't. When I play games, I play games. When I listen to podcasts, I'm usually running or, you know, whatever else I'm doing. So that's why I went, I was like 50 bucks and it doesn't have the connection issues, whatever. I'm curious though, for a hundred bucks, what Microsoft. I mean, if they nail it, good on them. If they nail it, then I might pick up a set. They nail it, corner of the market because they're by far the cheapest that's offering all of this. You know, like it's, 
it's a little hard to believe, but at the same time, it's like you want to, you want to get excited because if they well, do it, that's awesome. I think that they have a good hardware track record, not headphones, but hardware in general. They've made some great accessibility controllers. They make a great controller yep. in the they past when they did it, they made great driving wheels the back in the 360. Like, yeah, like let them, let's see what they can do. I'm curious. Most so. people don't. I'm I'm interested. I don't think most people think very highly of the PlayStation headsets either, even though they probably sell very well. The Pulse they're, they're, is also ninety nine dollars, and they're priced the same, right? It's ninety nine bucks. I've heard the same kind of like the audio's fine. It's a little bit of this. I bought. Yeah, this it's not Bose, but it's no, good. but it's fine for a hundred bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's it's, kind of what I'm expecting. The thing is, to get a wireless headset, you're already compromising on audio quality. You're already taking a step off of your $300 DAC solution, right? Yeah. So who cares? Let's yeah. be real. I think for me, it'll be fine. I yeah. played with my Zelda painted A10s. They're great. For years, and they're I never great. had a problem. No, they're great. <laughs> now, yeah, yeah. in comparison, my 9Xs sounded way better than the yes. A10s. Like when I, when I got my 9Xs, I went back and forth. But until I had my 9Xs, I didn't know any better. I, I was fine the way they were. Yeah. I think so. my biggest uh, my biggest plus to the Steel Series headsets is they are freaking comfortable. I can keep yeah, the Steel Series really nice. headset on for hours. I'm curious to see how that Microsoft one holds up because those like that like elastic band on the top of the Steel Series is just perfect. Oh god, it's so good. Um, all right, I'm going to pull a quick question from the chat from Rebecca. Have you checked out Valheim for Viking stuff? Um, this is it's on PC at this point, I believe. I don't think that this one has come to consoles. And it's a survival, almost Minecrafty vibe in Viking world. And I uh have I I'm gonna buy this because I can't not. <laughs> it's the talk of the town. It's like four Everybody's million copies. Streaming it's it. Everybody's playing it. I am um if you tell me that I can build my own longhouse, then I'm gonna play the Viking video game. That's where I'm at now. <laughs> this is the person I've become. So I wanna play it. Um you know, in between all this other crap that I have stacked up while I play games from 2018. I'm doing a great job. Doing a great job of video games right now. <laughs> I'm going to pull an old one from the yeah, bottom please. of the list. Tony asks, uh, ask Donnie if he thinks Kenna Bridge of Spirits is the best looking PS5 game. Okay, real question. Do you want to see a new Conquer game on Series X? And if so, uh, what dev should take on the project? That's a really good question. Uh, do you like? Do you like Conquer? Yes. Okay, so I, yes, I, I do. don't love Conquer. I don't have, like, I don't, I just don't like it. I just don't okay. love it. So um, my answer to this is I don't care, but I really do want to hear your answer on this one. Yeah, my answer is that I would love to see Conquer. And uh, for years, many people have predicted, I, I myself, I think it makes a lot of sense for somebody to bring back Banjo. It's a game that Xbox has that they're not doing anything with that I think off name alone is guaranteed to sell a certain amount. And will at least excite people a lot, even if it's mediocre average. Um, I feel the same way about Conquer to a less degree. I definitely wouldn't sell as much as Banjo just by name recognition alone, but it would be a very exciting thing to see. Like I would have so much rather seen Conquer than Battletoads. I agree uh, with that statement, but I don't. Ditto don't for have a Banjo. And and what was the other one that they were trying to bring? Back? Was it wasn't was it Dust? Or am I thinking of something else? <laughs> I don't know. It all runs that together. other game that they were trying to bring back, but they just did a remaster of, and they, they dropped it. The other one, like another old arcade game. I may have my names mixed up, um, but they have had a couple of these that they've tried to do from time to time. And it's like, yeah, do the rare games. 
Nostalgia yes. is huge. Everybody's capitalizing on it. And you have IP that the that big groups of people actually care about. Not throwing stones at Battletoads, but let's all be real here. Battletoads is not Conquer and it's not Banjo. Banjo's in Smash, for Christ's sakes. Banjo, <laughs> Banjo is one I want to see more of. I love Banjo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want Banjo. I could do without Conquer. I don't care, but I would love I don't know who. Banjo. I would love to give Conquer to. I mean, the fanboy in me wants to say Suda. Give Conquer to Suda, dude. It's already so filthy. You want to make it filthier? Yeah, like lead into it. Don't, 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 don't trivialize. Don't, don't patronize people with it. Lean into it. If you're gonna do it, damn it, do it. Do it the right way. This does not solve their problem of having a gigantic gap at the E for everyone. Uh, There's gotta be what's a what's a like a a cringe vulgar dev or game franchise it's got to be something i'm just not thinking about like the the sinron kagura people or something like that like Uh, give them conquer that's just like way too japanese but like i I don't know i don't know who it is like platonic's too nice all of the indie folks that we know they're all too nice we need something with some edge yeah i was gonna say the folks who did crash 4 did a great job but you you want edgy but they did a too nice job i know but they did a good job they made it play good (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who would do it. I, I really don't. I have no idea. But that's what I would like them to do. I would love to find them to find an edgy person. You want filthy. Give it to them. You want full filth conquer. Not that's just the, like. That's, that's the subtitle. You know. I don't want it to be filth. just trash, but like be true to conquer, right? Well, be self aware. Be a parent. <laughs> um, break the fourth wall. Be mature. Like don't, you know, it's not a E for everyone game and don't treat it like it is. No, and it's I think definitely that would be not. Great. Yeah. The guys behind Leisure Suit Larry is there. You go. Response to that. That's thank you. That's (laughs) that works. (laughs) That yeah, it works. It's gross, and I want to flush it down the toilet. Romaine says the Sinron Kagura Donnie. Yeah, Donnie beat me to it. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see that. That's fantastic. Oh, but the Uh, Leisure Suit Larry one is actually a not too bad. You know, I played a uh, I played a Sinron Kagura game on Vita. That's my thing that I say. I've never played them, and I played one on Vita. Came PlayStation Plus. Super fun. It's like a Warriors game. Totally yeah, liked it. They're fun, but filthy. Like, and well, I was right playing next board. to my wife, and this one girl smacked another girl in the ass, and she was like, what the? <laughs> I got that same look. <laughs> this is where, like, you're going to have a closet that has your Vita and that Ooh. shirt that you're not allowed to wear in public. Yeah, there's a few people who are just like, oh, I can't play this in front of my wife. Yeah, give it to somebody <laughs> like that. You yeah, can't sure. play it in front of your wife. One of those uh. games. Now, look. There's not a lack of devs. If you've gone to the Switch eShop, there's like half the games are those right now. So look, Steam is there for you. Okay, yeah, plenty of people. A good, I don't know, but it has to not play like trash because I don't. No, it's got to be. That's the thing. It's got to play well. That's the problem. I just, I don't know. God, hang on. Um, could like. No, they're, all their stuff's too nice, even though I was going to say, like, the image informed folks, they can be a little edgy, like, on socials and stuff, but, like, their games are pretty nice. Yeah. You know, I was thinking, like, Jules. Jules can be a little edgy, but all oh, his games aren't. They, they're they're nice. Joseph, give it to Joseph Ferris. There? Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. No. Yep. Give it to Joseph Ferris. Yeah, that's give it. Give it to Joseph Ferris. Joseph give Ferris. him something to do. <laughs> did we you see solved it. his recent thing that he did? Where he was voicing his game and he talked about collectibles and stuff. Did you see that? Yeah. Just look. He's perfect for Conquer. Just give him Conquer. 
he and lock him in a room alone and don't let him in front of a microphone for a while. It's just a suggestion. <laughs> he but does make good games. Him. His games aren't bad. They're not bad. He just needs to know when to shut up. <laughs> but he doesn't, and that's perfect for Conquer. No, you're right. It's let him voice. <laughs> no, let him voice <laughs> conquer. conquer. Let him voice. Let conquer him write and, Conquer. And, and voice him, and he can and let, have the moment let, where he looks at the camera and gives it the middle finger. Let that's Moon conquer. Studios make it. Sure. And let sure. him write it. Yeah. Uh, and then just put him. He has to do all the mocap for Conquer, though, and he has to wear a dumb Conquer suit to do it. But uh, Cliffy B. <laughs> He's actually probably not far enough for Conquer. <laughs> and also, no, I don't like. Um, it. who writes? Um, who's the head guy for Borderlands? Oh boy, no. Let's just not let him make any more video games. Conquer with Gearbox. Play, please, no. <laughs> just it. You know what? Maybe that's what that was on that USB stick all along. It was like been. writing for Conquer. Could have been in that Conquer fan fiction. Oh. That's that would get left in a medieval times. That's what would happen to a USB drive. That's exactly. We need to change the podcast to Conquer Fan Fiction. <laughs> yeah, that's the title. We're done here. This is over. <laughs> this is see. I came into this one like I'm a little punchy today, but it can't get any worse than the Game Pass gnome. And yet here we are, Conquer. <laughs> oh, Conquer, Conquer. In medieval times. All right, I think. <clears throat> I think that's going to do it for this week. We have. Uh... Hang on a second. You know who would have been great for it? Lionhead. Okay. Yes. They would have been great for a Conquer game. Yes. And, uh, I sadly, they're no more. That makes me a little sad. Why'd you have to ruin it? Why'd you have to make it sad? It's a bummer. Because it, it actually would have been a great fit. They right. were edgy, but not but clean. They could have definitely done like a Saturday morning cartoon version yeah. of Conquer, and it would have been funny. And a little edgy, but not like so edgy. People were offended. I mean, in all seriousness, in 2021, like you probably can't do Conquer without like no. Yeah, here's the deal: Kotaku lighting you up every 12 hours with a new article. You're actually lucky you can release a No More Heroes game in 2021. Like that's true. Suda Suda has like special privileges. Immunity. Um, I grandfathered in. <laughs> I don't think anyone else has Suda's special privileges anymore. I think Conquer is unfortunately like relegated only to the fan Kojima on the USB drive. Kojima isn't even like after Death Stranding. He's a Just different do whatever the hell he whatever weird anything he wants. But Conquer you, could have been in Death Stranding and people would have lost their minds and thought it was amazing. Actually, that would have been freaking cool. Yeah, I think a lot we didn't talk that. about behind Phil's desk when everybody was looking at and they saw Kojima's figures and they lost their minds. Blah, yeah, everybody's like, blah, he's blah, not, blah, he's blah, not blah, buying. Blah. Calm down. Death Stranding will probably come to your Xbox eventually. That's all. Calm down. There was everything else was behind there too. There was a Switch and like Ubisoft I love some things. of the tweets. Yeah. Some of the tweets were very good. I, I so badly, I was like, I do not want to listen to why Xbox should buy I don't want to have that conversation anymore. Ten, I neither do I. No, I don't we're either. not going to. You know what? It's our not unless it's about a Conquer game. <laughs> you know what? Maybe it's... <laughs> Maybe all the Conquer fan fiction is quietly being written by Kojima and Suda, who just have a Google Doc, and they write Conquer fan fiction and put it out on the internet. I mean, so Deadly Premonition Two sucked. It was bad, but but Swery would be a great fit for Conquer. He's a little too up his own butt for Conquer, aren't they all? And not in the right way, like Joseph Harris. You know <laughs> yeah, it's Joseph Harris. Okay, that's a good answer. <laughs> That's the answer. I win. All right, kids. I think that for this week we are done. Thank you to everybody who wrote questions. We're keeping them. Don't worry. We're not done yet. I'm not letting them go. Before we do get out of here, let me give a shout out to our Patreon producers: Michael Masick, 
Barry Cathcart, Edwin Callow, Stephen Keller, Nick Creature, Rude Days 93, Ben Moxham, Rob Emanuel, Nick Fallhaber, Paul Calicote, Kyle Heyman, Chris M., Devin Tyus, Josh Borbone, and Grouchy Surge. Thank you, folks, for donating at that producer level. Thank you to everybody who likes and tweets and listens to our nonsense about Conquer fan fiction. And I'm so sorry, because <laughs> you're going to have that mental image in your head. But like we're just week- losing subscribers by the dozens. <laughs> or, or we're gaining them, and they're not the ones. Like They're the ones we're a little afraid of. <laughs> They're talking about my favorite fan fiction. <laughs> Don't send me links or I will block oh, you on Twitter. Oh boy. <laughs> oh man, the, the Conquer Darknet. Right. But I'm talking I'm talking about filthy oh. Conquer fan fiction. We're not talking about like the warm and but no, yeah, we're talking That's about some deep net stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go to that part of the internet, guys. <laughs> go back. Go back. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we're done here, Donnie, right? We've ruined it enough. Yeah. We're out. All right. So we will be back next week. And until then, folks, play some video games. Conquer games. games.